0: I am uh, human, (laughs) so beware. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Brother Jeff called me last night, a little late yesterday evening, and I said, what? Then I got thinking about that song Chris Christopherson sang years ago, Why me, Lord? (laughs) What have I ever deserve even one. Remember? Some of you older ones may remember. <laughs> but here we are and I believe the little bitty fire has been burning in my heart when Brother Jeff was preaching Sunday morning from 1 Corinthians 15. You can be turning to that chapter. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians chapter 15. a side note or a margin note in my Thompson Chain Bible caught my attention. And I thought, what? How does that? Sometimes you look at stuff and you think, now that verse is supposed to be with that one right there. Uh And you wonder, what is it talking about? Uh And the more you look into it, it gets a little bit more clear. And you understand and as you go on and as you keep going it's a more clear. Amen. So I hope that uh, I'm not off track <coughs> by no means. Verse number, uh, 1 Corinthians 15 verse number 12. <coughs> Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you, there is no resurrection of the dead. But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen. <clears throat> and if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain. And your faith is also vain. Thank God it is not. But... <laughs> Paul is, is is talking here to the Corinthians, verse fifteen. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that He raised up Christ, whom He raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. Boy, just hammered on it, ain't he? Oh yeah. Bow. 17, and if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, ye are yet in your sins. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now, but now, is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. You may be seated. In the side margin of my Bible, as Brother Jeff, I think, got down probably through verse 9 or 10 or somewhere in there. In, In this particular Bible I have, it says, Doctrine of Materialism Condemned. <clears throat> and I know the little number down there for Thompson Chain Numbers, 1226, materialism. And I got to looking at the Scriptures, uh, and I got kind of intrigued by materialism. Yeah. It didn't seem, well, the Word is not in the Bible. Paul, writing here, preaching here, if you will, did not even use the Word. No. But notice what Paul was talking about. Yeah. There are some that say, "Ain't no resurrection. Right. Christ is not raised." Yeah. And you know he goes and hammers an argument from every angle and says, "If that be so, right. then your preaching is vain. What you're doing is vain." Right. You ever had anybody tell you that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Your faith is vain, and we're a false witness. Sure. Yeah. Right. I had a man ask me. I had a man ask me this week, "Are you Jehovah's Witness?" <laughs> and before I could think, I did not mean it that way. But we were on the job, machine noise and everything, and you know. And he's he's one of those kind. You know, he'll just walk by and ask you a question. He'll keep on walking, and then he'll come back by and ask you another one. And keep on walking. You can't really have a face-to-face conversation, a serious conversation. Yes. But you have to you have to fire it whenever he walks by, or you won't yes. ever get it. <laughs> so. <laughs> Before I could think, I told him, and I didn't mean it that way, and I'm sure he'd probably take it that way anyway. But it just come out. I said, "Don't cuss me like that." <laughs> and now I don't mean it that rough. Yeah. But he said, "Huh? What? What, what are you talking about?" I'm talking about false witnesses now. Here, yeah. just for a second, that's not my subject, but <clears throat> I said. Number one, he said, they're coming to my house, coming in for my children, sitting down, they bringing candy. He said, I'm trying to figure out how I can, basically, he was implying how he can tell them, you don't need to come no more, or should I be letting them in? You know, I mean, I said, hey, they're highly trained. They're yes. polished, That's you right. know? And uh, I said, but they don't believe in Jesus being God's son, right. the deity of Jesus. And you looked yes. at me like, Huh? What what is what is that? I'd explain the deity of Jesus around a sawmill, but anyway, you know, I was ready to do it, but he kept on walking, and then he come back by, (laughs) and I, I I said, not only that, they don't believe in a literal burning hell, they don't believe in eternal punishment for the wicked like we do as Christians according to the Word of God, and I said they use a different translation of the Bible. And when I said that, that was the end of the conversation. He was ready to go. Uh, I don't know if I made any headway or straighten out the witness part or not. But, you know, <laughs> you got to be instant in season and out. Pretty That's much, right. right. You know. <laughs> With those kind of people. He's one of them. Sometimes it's so unorthodox. But, uh, you know, I want my life every day oh, yes. to match right. what I say. Yes. Because if I tell him one thing, right. and then yeah. next week oh, he's wondering, Are you? I thought you said. One time, and I'm going to get back to him a Lord, One time we had a, for some reason, they had some kind of special occasion there, and they had a man come in and set up his PA speakers and sang it was uh, quite a different kind of music but it, it was gospel supposedly and uh later this same man young man he about 35 or so uh maybe in his late 30s he asked me hey do y'all sing them kind of songs in your church i just looked at him and i said what do you think? <laughs> he, he knew what I meant. But <laughs> I want my testimony, my profession, and my possession to match. And I want people to know I believe in the resurrection of the dead. The bodily resurrection. Now, <clears throat> here Paul really is talking about the resurrection, of course, but he's referencing the Sadducees. Yeah. The teaching, the doctrine, if you could say it that way, of the Sadducees. So I got to looking at this materialism in Thompson Chain references there. And the scriptures that, that were there were kind of uh, not odd, but these were the scriptures. Matthew 22, 23, the same day, came to him the Sadducees, which say there is no resurrection, and ask him, and it tells you what they ask and all. In Acts 17, 18, and 32, chapter 17, verse 18, and verse 32, then certain philosophers of the epicureans I hope I pronounced that right, and the Stoics encountered him. And some said, what will this blabber say? Sound like he had an interesting conversation going on. Oh, yes. Other some, he seemeth to be a setter forth of strange gods because he preached unto them Jesus and the resurrection. Yes. Yes. And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, 32 of that same chapter, some mocked. Others said, we will hear thee again of this matter. Resurrection of the dead. Right. Acts 23 and verse eight, for the Sadducees say there is no resurrection, neither angel nor spirit, but the Pharisees confess both. So I got to looking at this Sadducee-Pharisee thing and interwoven with this materialism. When you look up materialism, most of the time it's going to approach it from a philosophical or scientific or a somewhat secular kind of. We have to, you have to steer it toward the scriptures. Uh, but materialism, <clears throat> uh, let's see here. I've got it out here somewhere. Material. Objects. Stuff country boy would say, stuff. Materialism is also called physicalism. Anything physical. Mm -hmm. The Sadducees that did not believe in the resurrection, bodily resurrection, nor spirit, they believed everything was material. Everything was physical. Sadducees were, I mean, Pharisees were opposite, yeah. if you can say it that way. They believed in the resurrection somewhat. They believed in spiritual stuff. They both were conservative and religious. Yes. Yes. That tells me you can be conservative and religious and still be wrong. It's not enough just to be a conservative person. Yes. Or a spiritual, right. or, or I should say, religious, and right. in a lot of cases, spiritual person. <clears throat> but materialist or materialistic objects or possessions, a person can touch or hold. In other words, anything we can touch or hold in our hand, that is material. Yes. Sadducees believed everything was just here. Right. No spirit, no resurrection. Uh, I believe they didn't think much about Jesus' power, his supernatural power, his miracles. They didn't believe in that. Now, they did believe in the first five books of the Bible. That was their law. They took that with salt, if you can say it that way, and that was it, though. It stopped right there. They did not go on. We believe in the whole Bible, yes. the, man, the whole counsel yes. of God from Genesis to Revelation in our English yes. Bible. We believe in God. We believe in him, the almighty, the yes. father. Yes. We believe in Jesus yes. and his son. Yes, uh, <clears throat> but notice here, the doctrine of materialism is condemned. Yes. Do you know what that word condemned means? I don't want to ever be condemned by heaven's high court or no one else, but especially that. Materialism is the infatuation with physical objects over intellectual or spiritual experiences. Material culture is the philosophical idea that having more material goods or stuff mm-hmm. will make you happy. I believe we're in a materialistic culture. Oh, yeah. yeah. We sure are. And where you look, everything you hear yes, is, this that I've got is better than what you've got. you right. got to get rid of what you got and get one of these. Right. And when you get one of them, it's outdated, so you got to get something else. Yeah. You know, it's all about stuff. It's all about physical. What about the spiritual? What about the eternal? Everything the Sadducees believed in were temporary, temporal. They didn't believe in eternity like we do according to Scripture. One of the dangers of having a lot of wealth and possessions is you become too fond of them. Yeah. You say, well, I, I will never have that trouble. Oh, don't be so fast. Yeah. I understand here we use the word wealth And possessions, and most of the time, even me, all I think of is dollars, power to get, and stuff. But we got to be careful. We can be wealthy in other things besides money. Our possessions, as what was it, Doctor Dobson? The time I think said, our possessions will turn around and possess us, and we'll be so busy trying to take care of them and stuff. Until the Lord be somewhere else. Jesus said you can't serve both God and mammon, meaning money. Uh, What does materialism do to us? It prevents or destroys our spiritual life. mm -hmm. If you have a spiritual life, it will eventually draw that out of you. Jesus rebuked the Laodicean Christians because they were materially wealthy, but desperately poor in the things of God. In Revelation 3, he said, Because thou sayest, I am rich, increased with goods, have need of nothing. Knowest thou not that thou art wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked? And they didn't know it. He gave them the answer to their problem. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire that thou must be rich. Yeah. It is not wrong to be rich in the right thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Our problem is we're so surrounded and so bombarded and indoctrinated and sometimes infatuated right. with stuff, right. with wealth, I know different things appeal to different people. I understand. I try to understand that. Sometimes people go out after stuff and I'm thinking, why do they What do they see in that? Yeah. You know? Why do they even go after it? Yeah. It don't matter. It don't matter with the devil. It don't matter with the world what you go after. Just as long as you don't go after God. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I mean, you know, be a little religious here and there. But you just don't believe in the resurrection. Because if you believe there's a bodily... Resurrection. There is something after this that I can feel and touch. You'll be thinking different. You'll be doing different. (laughs) Uh, When we try to find our ultimate fulfillment in things or a person other than Jesus or in a place other than where we're supposed to find heaven we become idolaters jeremiah 2 11 to 13 materialism is a dead end street jeremiah 2 <clears throat> a lot of times we've quoted verse 13 uh, verse 11 hath a nation changed their gods which are yet no gods but my people have changed their glory for that which doth not profit Be astonished, O ye heavens, at this, and be horribly afraid. Be very desolate, saith the Lord. What makes them that way? They change their gods from Jehovah God to things. Material stuff. For my people have committed two evils. They've forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed them out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. Uh, and you say, what's that got to do with the Pharisees, Sadducees, and the resurrection? <laughs> it has all in the world to do because when you believe like the Sadducees did and that there is no resurrection, you won't believe in Jesus, you won't believe in eternal things. You know, everything is here. Right. I know it's taken a little different form, a little different name in a lot of ways nowadays, but a lot of people believe right. that way. It, it's not called, they don't say I'm I believe like a Savior. Right. They don't say that. But all these different threads that's woven down through time, you'll be shocked at people that do not believe. This is the divine word of God. And they go to church. And some of them are in the pulpits. No wonder we are where we are now. But you say, well, I won't never do that. I won't never be in the pulpit. You ain't got to worry about me. You influence somebody in your family first. Believe it or not. And what kind of influence are you going to have over them? Will it be like Lot? When he tried to tell them what was necessary for them to escape, they laughed at him. Materialism blinds us to the curses of wealth. I know the words wealth, stuff, possessions, is all in there, but I'm trying to get across to you and get you to understand, do you really believe what you say you do about the resurrection? About Jesus came in a body and died dead and rose bodily from the tomb and is forever settled. He is our intercessor. In the 1960 edition of the Washington Post, John Steinbeck wrote a letter to A, I can't pronounce this man's name, A D L A I. Stevenson. He said if I wanted to destroy a nation this was in 1960 I would give it too much and I would have it on its knees miserable, greedy, and sick. If I wanted to destroy a nation I'd give it too much. If you've lived since 1960 think of how different it is now. In a lot of cases, we have too much. Yes, we do. Scripture suggests that the possession of riches is almost always a spiritual liability. Yes, that's right. Mark 10, uh, verse 23. Jesus looked around about and said to his disciples, how hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God. And the disciples were astonished. But Jesus answered again and said unto them, Children, children. <laughs> How hard is it for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God? It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And Boy, we used to talk all kinds of ways about that verse, don't we? Yeah. What's the eye of a needle and all this? That's a whole other thing. But he's trying to illustrate to them material things, materialism, physicalism, stuff, if you will. I hate to put it so blunt, but it can be dangerous to us. Because I know myself as a man, I don't know how a lady thinks, but I know how a man can think. Uh, Sometimes you like stuff. And it's only natural. But we have to be careful or it will become unnatural. And and that's one thing they don't believe in, the Sadducees. They didn't believe in the supernatural. They didn't believe in miracles. If you know someone or if you are guilty yourself, you kind of, yeah, I've heard of them miracles. I I just don't know about that. I don't know if the miracle's ever happen anymore. I don't know if God is really real enough to perform a miracle. You're wading in the same water as the Sadducees. Because if you don't believe that and you doubt that and you doubt in the power of God, you're doubting that He really bodily rose from the dead. Or that you'll stand before the Lord in a body resurrected from the dead or translated if you go into rapture. So, how you gonna live your life? When I was younger, like these right here, these questions, believe it or not, rolled in my mind and I'm trying to think. I don't know. Uh, I was looking at the older ones and I was trying to shape my convictions but somehow, by the grace of God, my mom and dad—especially dad—you uh, know, mom and dad, you have different roles. You have different influences on your children. But both of their influences, in their own respect, drove me to read the Bible. Yes. yes. We got so much now. Uh, some. If you are a person that does not like to read printed paper, you're still without excuse because we got so many things now. You, you you can still hear the word of God. Yeah. In right. its pure form. Oh yeah. Amen. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> we must grow to love the Word of God above all other books. Because if we don't I'm afraid we're on sinking sand when it comes to eternity. When we stand before the Lord, what are we going to have to stand on? Will we build our house on the sand or on the rock? Still some believe the lie, if I only had more money, then I would be happy. I've seen some try to live a Christian life. Yes. you know they got in their their lens somehow somebody that looked so successful so glamorous so uh, successful and they had all this stuff uh, and they think if I could just be like that Ecclesiastes 5 and 10 he that loveth silver shall not be satisfied with silver nor he that loveth abundance with increase. This is also vanity of all people that should know. Solomon should know. <laughs> if I just had one mower or more, no. <clears throat> the greatest blessings are available to all. Isaiah 55 and 1. Oh, he's hollering. He's calling your attention. Everyone that thirsteth come to the waters, he that hath no money. Woo! That includes me. Come ye, buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Where are you going to find that wine and that milk? The milk of the word (laughs) without price. It must be free. Mm -hmm. If it ain't got no price, salvation is a free gift. I'm so glad that I accepted that gift. Amen. The the same invitation, basically almost word for word, is repeated in Revelations 22 and 17. And the spirit and the bride say, come. Let him that heareth say, Come. "Come." Let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. (sighs) So many people have been lied to, persuaded they have to do something or, you know, what the scripture just say, let him take the water. Free. Yes. Our materialistic culture has so warped our minds yes. in a lot of ways. Until we hear the word free, we kind of scowl down inside and say, ah, yeah. ah, That ain't nothing in this world free. It's got to cost something. Yeah. Right. And we are reluctant to obtain what is free. That's right. right. Let us not be that way because it'll doom our soul. That's right. Materialism spawns independence. And self-sufficiency, yes. which is deadly to faith. Right. When we get so self-sufficient, we won't need God. We won't need each other. Uh, when we tr- Why trust God when we have uh, pretty much all the bases covered? Yeah. Why pray when you have everything under control? Right. Why ask for daily bread when you own the bakery? Right. You say, well, that's not me. Well, do we in some way live our life like that? Yeah. When it comes to depending on God instead of being independent of the Lord. Amen. Be like who was it, King Asa? The prophet said, "Ask, ask whatever you." Yeah. And he said, I, I, "In my words, I just won't bother." I don't want to trouble the Lord. Materialism leads to pride and elitism. The Sadducees thought they were so proud. They thought the Pharisees are wrong. I don't believe in what they believe in. Jesus might be a great teacher and a wonderful man, but I don't believe in the resurrection. I don't believe in his miracles. I don't believe in his power. I doubt that. Paul tells Timothy in 1 Timothy 6, 17 through 19, to warn them that try to be rich. I know, I know it's it's tilted here towards stuff, possessions, riches. Most of the time we hear rich, we think of money. The power to obtain or get. For yourself. I, I forget who it was I heard say one time, the only reason you have extra or the Lord blesses you with extra is for you to give to someone that don't have. That's right. Well do we live by that? <laughs> Jesus sure did. Yes, Woo! <clears throat> First Timothy six. He said, Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high minded nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. You believe God like that? They that do good, they that be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, Mm -hmm. laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. If it is so, it probably is not. I I probably shouldn't have said that. But if it is so, each person that is saved has a home under construction in heaven. And you could drive by the site and say, ooh, he's coming along, right. good. He's sending up a lot of materials. You know, I'm, I'm just probably shouldn't refer to heaven in such a human way but I'm just I'm just trying to illustrate to you. You ever been by a place and they got all these materials stacked up? Oh yeah. Pretty much nothing there but dirt. Or, what, what do they call them boards they put up first? Batter boards or something? You drive by and their batter boards is out there and the strings are up and there's weeds growing up. Oh. <laughs> well, what happened? Construction was it ain't going on. Nope. If it could be possible in heaven, how's your sight coming? That's right. <laughs> That's right. I meant to take a picture, and I told my wife I was going to do it if, if I can still even get a picture of it. On the way to my mom and dad's, there's a side road we cut from Montgomery, Alabama down through the woods, and there is this house a very nice size house real big roof. may even have dormers on the front. I think it has been there at least 20-something years. They got it up, framed, and I think it might have even had shingles on the roof. And that was as far as it ever got. It rotted. Sitting right there. Never finished the walls. You could see through it. And I often wondered, what happened? It started, but it never finished. That's right. That's right. How is our mansion? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Construction. He <laughs> sang with that song. Just wait till you see my brand new home. The heavenly father's building me. I'm gonna occupy for free. Man. <clears throat> Materialism distracts us from our central purpose. What is the main thing about the main thing for your life and mine? What is your central purpose from birth to death? Matthew 13 and 22, he also that received seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word, and the care of this world and deceitfulness of riches, that's the materialism, choke the word and he become unfruitful. There are things in this life that can choke the word of God out of our lives, especially to the point here of becoming unfruitful. We go through the motions. The plants come up, but there's no fruit. Let us not fail to prepare for the life ahead. After striking a large deposit of gold, two miners in the Klondike, and I meant to research where that was, particularly Klondike with a K, the gold rush, they were so excited about more and more gold each day, they neglected to store up for the winter. Then came the first blizzard. Nearly frozen, one of the miners scribbled a note explaining their foolishness. Then he laid down to die, having come to his senses too late. Months later, a prospecting party discovered the note and the miner's frozen bodies lying on top of a huge pile of gold. I don't want my life nor yours to be like that. Hypnotized by their wealth. They fail to prepare for the future. If we're not careful, we'll be hypnotized by things. Not necessarily wealth, as in you know someone that has all the trucks or cars or houses or whatever else they have and want. You think, oh, wow, I have to struggle so. There's a danger in that. Yeah. We must be very careful right. that we don't become uh, hypnotized. <laughs> That's a kind of word there, but <clears throat> we will be so enamored by the world and worldly Christians, that we will desire to be like them instead of desiring to be like the Lord wants us to be. Right. These pre- failed to prepare for the future. The goal that seemed such a blessing proved to be a curse. Let's beware that our blessings don't prove to be a curse to us. Take this with balance now. I'm not saying because someone is, in our words, wealthy, that they are going down the wrong road, they're seeking wealth and they don't know God. That's between them and the Lord. How is it with you? How is it with me? When nobody else is around and we meditate or we think, If I could go back and change my life or if I could just be like that one. We have to be very careful that we don't fall into that trap because we'll be like a Sadducee. We'll believe the word of God so much to a point and that'll be it, we'll draw the line. And so I don't believe this, I doubt that, I won't believe that. I don't know about that part, but I believe that other part. (laughs) I've known people that was raised in church, as we say. Just because you're raised in church and come every time, sit on the pew with mom and daddy, that's no guarantee at all. Sometimes, I've seen them turn out the worst. Oh, it hurts to say that. It don't have to be that way. Right, right? It does not have to be that way. The choice yeah. is up to you yeah. and to me right. to take advantage of every moment we in here. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Good news is God gave us his word. We don't have to wait until we die to discover how we should have lived. Yeah. We can know now. Yeah. I know the word says, right. we now see through a glass darkness. That's talking about we cannot see clearly into eternity. But God has revealed. For he is the father of lights. He has revealed himself so full. Until we can please him and make it to heaven. And not be wondering. Oh, I know some have done it over the years. And I've heard their testimony when they get up and testify. Oh, they'd be so groaning, you know. And. <clears throat> I hope the Lord, you know, there's a lady in our church where I was raised. She always sat in a recliner over on that side. And she was pretty much, uh, all I can remember about her, she was always sick uh, physically. Uh, but she would finally get up. And when she would shout, she would let out a war hoop that it would just cut you in half, you know, when she would come alive. But her testimony most of the time, all I remember her saying was, if I know my heart, I want to and I'm thinking I hope you do know your heart but I hope you know the Lord yeah that's right Little old timers yeah, <They're old-timers>. yeah. <coughs> that's us. good intentions good intentions I believe most likely she made it uh, how is it with you tonight oh, what is your purpose What is your purpose? I know we've got people in here from 80 plus years old all the way down to probably Andrew might be the youngest one. What is him? 10? What a magic year. Each one of us were created in the image of God and we have a purpose for being here. What is your purpose? Where do you aim to go? In order to break free from the materialism that we have all around us slaying at us each day, we must read the Scriptures to grapple with all of these issues. And when we have issues that we can't unravel, understand, or explain, bring them to God in prayer, discuss them with our brothers and sisters, It wasn't said when you seek counsel, you always go to somebody more mature spiritually than you are, never someone who is less mature than you are. Look for rare models of purity and non-materialistic living as examples in our Christian churches. That's one thing in the past uh, probably 30 years or so, that has been shredded. Models that people looked at, some of them I looked at and admired, failed. And they've been magnified. You know, when people say, you know, I'm akin to, or my dad, or I'm a preacher, or I'm my pastor, whatever. When you say the word pastor, preacher, or whatever, they automatically, all they can think of is the one who failed. You know, and it's tragic that our minds have been warped in that manner, but if we read the Word of God enough, we can rise above that. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And when we hear a pastor, right. preacher, we'll say, yes, I like them. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I know genuine ones. Yeah. I know ones that's going to make it. Yeah. I'm going to make it with them right, yeah. and pray right. for them. Yeah. They're human just like you and me. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah, sometimes even more so. Yeah. Ah. Most of them. <clears throat> As defenders of the status quo, the Sadducees viewed the ministry of Jesus with considerable alarm and apparently played some role in his trial and death. They were behind that movement. Yeah, they were- Crucified. Crucified. Yeah. They rejected all miracles and the supernatural power of God. How is it with us? Will we in some way, maybe not that blatant, maybe not that out front as we say, but will we reject or reluctantly talk about the miracles and the power, supernatural power of God? I hope not. Because in the Bible, in these scriptures that we just read and many more, that doctrine of materialism in this sense is condemned. Yes, And we will wind up Demmed before the Lord if we doubt Him. I think that's one thing that's lacking so bad in our time right now is hunger to know the Lord. Hunger to know His Word. Hunger to be among His people. Love the brethren. Love the fellowship of the brethren. Even if they don't maybe necessarily believe just like you, right. they can still be brethren. That's right. I got some brothers that I don't agree on some things with, but they're my brother. Right. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to mess things up here at all. No, never. But I'm just saying. <clears throat> How is it with us tonight, right now? Do we know our purpose? Are we letting things? material things hinder us from accomplishing the purpose of God in our lives. Number one, to love God and to love our brethren. We get that down pat first. Then we can go on to other things. Most people want to jump over that and be Mr. So-and-so, brother so-and-so. Got to be careful. I've known men that have been mightily used of God. They went high. They could preach. They mastered it. They mastered it so well, it's just mind-boggling. But they got so independent and so high, they fell. And uh, some of them never made it back. I don't want that record. I don't want you to have that record in your life. So, oh, I'll never be... I'm talking about that. How is it with you and the Lord personally? Right. Just you and Him. Right. Let's think. <clears throat> I wish I had done better. Good. Yeah, very many times I've read the Scripture. Many times I've read that chapter. It really never occurred to me in that sense. Yeah. How materialism, how materialistic the Sadducees were. Conservative, religious, right. right up there with the in there with the Pharisees. Yeah. Their main thing was a temple worship and all of that right. stuff. But they didn't believe in the miracles. They didn't believe in the supernatural power of God. Amen. Will we be one that comes like, who was it, right. Brother Brent? Gabbard preached about response, four responses to the fire. Yeah. And one of them was, in the, I forget the scripture in Isaiah, I think it was, one response to the fire was, that feels good. Yeah. That's so warm. That's as far as it got. Yeah. Are you one warming by the fire? But wind up like Peter and deny the Lord. Mm-hmm. No, we cannot afford to do that. Under at no time in our life. That's right. Whether you're ten or a hundred, we've got to make it count for the Lord. And we can do it. <laughs> He's given us what it takes. He's given us each other, his word, a good pastor, not to run us off down a side road. What are we going to do with what the God has given us? How are we going to be the steward over the Lord's gifts? Let's find our place to pray and ask the Lord to help us not to be dangerously sidetracked by materialistic things. Let's pray.